Hello and welcome uh, to the second episode of Drivecast. I'm joined here again with my co-host, as you guys know, Mazin. Hey, what's up? And Kushal. Yes, guys. So, we've got a couple topics gathered here today and we'll jump right into it. This is the car. What? No, I was going to say we made it to the second episode, yes. No one's even heard the first one, so we don't know what we need to improve on, but let's just do it. Hopefully this one makes you guys laugh and doesn't make you guys turn off the... I'll stop. Um, <laughs> yeah. Really, I just hope like it just starts some conversation. Yeah, no, that's exactly what we're aiming so for. So what are we talking about first? Supra. What? Being Delhi. You, yeah, you meant Z4. <laughs> Say the first thing that comes to your mind, Supra. Z4. <laughs> literally not Toyota. <laughs> so, yeah, literally. But, I mean, yeah, the car's been getting a lot of hate because pictures came out about it, and um, it's super... It looks like a BMW on the inside. So it's... I think you, you can kind of see where Toyota contributed to the design on the outside. Um, I think the front end, the headlights, um, they tried to kind of emulate the lights off of the A80. No, they didn't. A bit, uh, just a bit, no, just they a didn't. bit. They're kind of bubbly. No, but then, no. But then you can see where BMW stuck in their design with the um, LEDs that come in further towards the middle of the car than the headlights do. That's, that's definitely a cue that you can see on the... Uh, on the 3 Series, etc. Um, and from the back, it just reminds me of an Alpha for some reason. An Alpha Romeo? Yeah. You're kind of weird. The taillights. The taillights are super skinny. They just remind me of the... They just remind me of Alpha taillights for some reason. How? I, I don't know. The, the, back of it, the back of it just I, looks... I don't see it. Yeah. You don't see it? Nope. I no. feel like if, if the next generation, uh, the 86 comes out, I think they're going to put the same taillight on that. Ew. Yeah. I, for some reason, I have that, this, that whole... That has the quarter glass straight off of a first-gen Cayman, though. How did you see that? <laughs> because I'm a Porsche freak. Freak. Uh, the metals that they use in the exhaust are exactly what they use off the Z4. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's Oh, my God. <laughs> Why the snort? Yeah. Well, uh, not just that. The whole... This, not just the exterior, the inside. Even if you look at it, it's, oh, it's a... It even the three series. Yeah. Here, so, so here's what aggravates me the most. The door mirrors are straight off of most BMW sedans. Mm, like the door mirrors are exactly the same as the ones my father had on his 7 series <laughs> okay Ooh. stop flexing I'm not flexing it doesn't happen anymore okay. weird flex but okay weird flex but okay <laughs> um, so I think the car gets a lot of hate and I think it's because they were trying to quote unquote replace the A80 with this thing and it, I mean I get why people are kind of upset but understand that BMW has put out a whole bunch of older motors not older ones but like in the past they put out motors that can handle boost really well, that are receptive to boost, just like the old A80. Um, nowadays, you can go to, what's that one? You can get that thing, it's called a, a JB4, and you can tune like a 335 up like 80 or 100 horsepower using just this well, JB4. Okay, sure, but I have a question. Um, so now that you're going to try to tune your... Toyota Supra, are you then going to buy tuning parts for a 4 Series? Let's buy a JB4, yeah. I mean, if it works, right? But no. But no. But yes. But no. So, here's my issue. The Supra was, even though the engine was what? Designed by a Yamaha, right? Toyota commissioned Yamaha to do the engine I don't, in the I A80? Did, I didn't know that. I, I, I have no idea. Did I didn't they? know that. Yeah, did no, they or did they design it in house? No idea. Regar know. Regardless, like that Supra was kind of like a it was it was kind of a, a design exercise for Toyota, just like uh, just like the LFA was kind of an exercise for Lexus, just on a much different scale. Um, this is not. This is just kind of a shell. Um, this is, I don't know. 
if, if, if this was an equivalent to a compliance car, I feel like that's what this would be. Well, come on. I mean, the A80, it was an acquired taste. Like, it was not a particularly attractive car. And I think a lot of people are, they still don't think it's an attractive car. But but now it has this sort of aura. Yeah, it. and that's because of what it had gone through. Like, it showed up in Fast and the Furious, and people liked it because of that. It didn't become an overnight success. It wasn't. I mean, the car came out in 93, and it really only became big, what, early 2000s when the, when when the Fast, Fast and the Furious, Furious came, came out? Yeah. So it's like, I mean, the same thing will likely happen with the A90. I mean, it's not going to be an overnight success. It'll, uh, success. It'll take some time. and. The only thing is there's so, there's so much that it needs to live up to, and I don't know if it's going to live up to that simply because it's it's not a Toyota. Yeah, it's uh, it's like it's, no, it's like I, it's like thirty percent Toyota. I, I think it, I think it'll one hundred percent blow everything else out of the water because the motor that the BMW is putting it. Well, yes, but but that's, but, but that's so robotic. You wind up being just as robotic as all the other like Volkswagen like. The Supra was not a good handling vehicle. It was a car that put out 600 horsepower on stock internals with just a couple bits and pieces here and there. If this, if this car, the, if this Toyota Supra, the A90, if it had Toyota parts in it, I feel like I'd be much happier with it. And it also should be a little bit bigger. Why would you be happier with it? Because it would be a Toyota at that point. Yeah. But it's not. I mean, if, if, I, if I get into my Supra, like Supra, the, Supra's a name, dude. You get into your Supra and... All the switch gear, all the switches, like everything you're looking at is BMW. Like that's not a super. Yeah, I, I agree with me. It's it's like it's so. Like, I get that. I get that. You so were... like using the same logic, your car is not a Mustang. But okay. it is because the engine is designed. But yeah, it's derivative. Right, okay, of a yeah, Mazda okay. Speed, sure, so but... I'm saying like, I mean, most everyone who's like a car but, enthusiast is gonna buy the car because of the soul and the feel of the car, not solely because of the moniker. Everyone but I don't, else... I don't feel soul in BMWs though. BMWs are so robotic. They're they're just like you get in it and you just do it. Like, that's what it is. When was the last time you drove a tuned BMW? Okay, then. Okay, it's like... Well, I do agree with one... With, okay, look. I agree. Okay, this is my point. My, my, my point. I agree that it's not a... I don't think it's going to live up to the super name. No, I think it 100% will when people start no, tuning it and it makes 500 horsepower. That's not the point, stock, though. That's not the every, point. No, that is the point of the Supra. It's Why does not, anyone buy a Supra? What about when you? Why get wouldn't in... people like V8 swap Supras because the engine that comes in it is already amazing? Yes, the engine is fantastic. It's a BMW engine though. Yeah. Like if I so? w- why would I get a BMW engine? The McLaren F1 had a BMW engine. But yeah, because it's owned by a BMW. I don't know, bro. But you get it like you get into a McLaren F1 and everything is McLaren inside. Yeah, it's got a BMW engine. Fine, keep let it keep the BMW engine. But what about all the switch gear? Yeah, even even the the one thing I hate on all the BMW cars, the the gear shifter, the the uh, electronic gear shifter. Why? It, li- it it's literally it, lifted straight out of a BMW. Let me ask you a question: If you have an iPhone and they collaborate with Huawei, right, and you have an Apple device, <laughs> but every, the, but like, but it, it's it's an Apple device with Android on it, like no, because Huawei is on a completely okay. like they're not even on the same level as an iPhone. No, they oh, no, really no, no, are. They are. The the specs are very flagship. Yeah. Okay, but it's all about like. I mean, it's like an iPhone with an Android OS. It's like, uh, like uh, the Kia, the Stinger GT, flagship materials. Like what? It's a twin turbo V6, uh, V6 inline six, okay. whatever V6 it is. It's, yeah. it's a V6 four hundred horsepower near. Okay. Uh, why aren't people buying it? Because why it's are Kia. there still seventeens on dealer yeah, lots? Because, because, because literally because it's a Kia. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally why. But I feel like it's gonna same thing happen to is gonna happen to Supra because people are gonna be like, oh, this the is Stinger, BMW, not the, a Sti- the Stinger is an amazing. No. It's an amazing idea. Like the Stinger is an amazing car. 
I've been in one. I've driven one. It's amazing. Literally because it's a Kia. That's the one reason I wouldn't buy it. I, I, rather I feel like it's going to be successful just because of the tuning capability, and that's what made the old super successful. It was nothing else. No, no, yeah, the I tuning agree. capability of the BMW engine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> if it puts out six, 700 horsepower, then what does it matter? I have a question. So this this has the engine very similar to like a 340i, right? Or like a 440i. Probably. Um, the, the 440i modification market is very niche. People who are looking for super sports cars go for the M- M4. No, 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 no. The, the M40 and the 340 share the same motor, and that's the successor to the 335. And the 335 would make big horsepower with, like, bolt-ons. Okay, but how many people are doing that? How many people do you know with 335Is? Why why does anyone bother buying the M3, then, or the M4? Because it is a better track-focused car, and it does have a little bit more soul, soul to it. It's like Mustang GT versus GT350. Some, t- some people also think when they buy a 335 that they can make it into an M3 by making it more powerful for less money than if they had just bought, like, the M3 to begin with, if that makes sense. But it's like it's a different style of drive. Like the M3 is going to handle better than a 335, you know, unless you put you know, a couple grand into the suspension and into the like everything else. My point is, I think it's going to do well because the most of the people that are going to be buying it are not people like us three who are very like, you know, they don't care if it's a BMW engine or not. This is super it, name. And they want something with big horsepower, and it's going to be a great value because I, I don't remember the starting price point. Like, what, $35,000, $40,000? Something like that. Um, and it's going to be one of the better values because it's a it's going to be a good handling car from my understanding because it's just as small as the 8.6. Um, yeah, it's slightly heavier. It's right around 3,300 pounds. So here, like, here's here's my deal. It might do fine, right? It might. No, it, it will do fine. It might even do well. This is... This but, is like being preserved. Like well, the conversation we're having, we're going to come back to it when the Supra, when the Supra is not selling everything else on the market. When the soap opera, when the Supra is not selling everything else on the market, we'll we'll remember this. Well, okay. To, so one thing that I do agree with uh, the the performance and everything is I sold the 09 Z4. Okay. Okay. That's important. Alright, so um, I sold an OZ4, and then I, I still remember driving it around the corner, even it was the, you know, like a 10-year-old car. It was a very fun car to drive. So, if it's going to have its same... Handling characteristics? Yeah, at, at, at the, what it was before, and then that that had the... Uh, the it was four four thirty five. I want it was a thirty five I that I remember the last uh, part. Like three point five. So yeah, yeah. Six the, cylinder. Yeah. So it is still had the the way it sounded and well, everything. The thirty five I is the same engine out of the three thirty five. Yeah. Four thirty five. So if it's gonna have the same thing like it did like ten years ago, yes. Uh, you know, it's a small car. It's kind of yeah. hard to make a small car handle badly. Yeah. But anyways, so my point in out of Supra is I do not think it's a Supra. It's a Z4. What Doesn't are, matter. It's still going to sell. It's going to do well. That's my verdict. And you guys, I'm going to turn you guys into super believers in just a couple months. Watch. So, all right. It, like, it could be It could be a fantastic car. I've seen some videos of it. I've seen some launch control videos of it. But it should have gotten another name. Yeah. I mean, it probably would have done better if it wasn't named the Supra. But if Toyota, and maybe, and maybe I'm actually trying to get to this point. Like maybe I just didn't know how to express it, but I think if it had a different name, I'd like it more. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, speaking of old legends, yes, new SDI, 241 horsepower, the, the S- ST09. S- 
S209. 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 Why didn't they call it? They just. Why didn't they call it the ST09? Um, Must be some internal designation. Um, two hundred nine horsepower. That's actually what they spent more. They spent two hundred nine more dollars on the engine, and they can push three forty one forty horsepower more. More, yeah. Instead Are you of three hundred, yeah, something like that. In, no, I'm just. It's, uh, I'm making fun of Subaru because they have had the EJ twenty five since what two thousand and two when it came out in the WRX. No idea. Something like that. Not a good. I'm, I am not a Subaru specialist by any stretch, but yeah, they've been using the same 2.5 liter STI or WRX STI engine for the past ten years, no, longer than that. Oh so my you god! Mean, you mean the one that grenades itself for the past ten years? It spins rod bearings. Get it right. <laughs> so apparently, I'm I'm just reading out this uh, motor trend. Okay, um, it has. So uh, what it says, um, it's gonna, it's the horsepower is not increased by five or ten. It's by 41 horsepower. Um, wow. I, <laughs> um, I think that's what they've done. Like every two or three years, they up it by like five horsepower. Probably. But um, uh, it's powered by a reworked engine and Dean, uh, and, and, Dean. Uh, and then <laughs> HKS source to a turbocharger. <laughs> and water injection? Um, no idea. But has, has it's going to have gold uh, forged wheels from BBS, um, bigger brakes uh, from Bermos. Um, Sorry. It sprays water on the intercooler. Wait, that's what it says? Yeah, it has the intercooler spray to cool down. Yeah. So, so I mean, you, you hit a button on the back of the wheel and it sprays water on the intercooler. They should have put it on the front of the wheel. Like a, two red buttons on either side of where your thumbs go. <laughs> With the DAWs. <laughs> Too soon, Junior. <laughs> or maybe like a, like, you know, like a kick down switch, how it's under the pedal. Like, so when you're at full throttle. Uh, no, the button seems cooler. Is it red? Like you said, we can we can put it. It doesn't matter. It's on the back of the steering wheel, isn't yeah. it? You won't be able to see it. Two. That um, should be first mod number one. <laughs> put it, paint it red. Yes. But but one thing I do want to talk about when we were talking about these car cars, um, just if we are going back thirty years before, like three decades, you're weird. The amount of power that we're getting out of two liter or two point five cylinder uh, was abysmal. Engine, huh? Was abysmal. I mean, the SDI put out 300 horsepower 15, yeah, it's, yeah, about 15, 16 years ago. I mean, it was how great much, back then. Wait, how much power? 300. But it was not. The SDI put out 300 horsepower from the same motor 15 years ago. Oh. You know, I was about to, th- I was about to throw the original Mustang SVO in your face. Okay. Because no, that, that no, made no. like 250 horsepower back in 1984. From two two-liter engine? 2.3. And those were the quote-unquote horsepower kings. Kings. That's ironic that it wasn't the 5.0, because the 5.0 produced 190 horsepower, 170 maybe. And then this little dinky 2.3-liter tur- turbo made 250 and was crowned the SVO for special vehicle operations. So what about the design itself? What do you think about the design? I mean, what? It's, it's literally exactly the same. Well, well it, lo- it looks like it has more holes. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's 1.7 inches wider than the regular STI with a 0.6 inch increase in track width. So it it's looks offset. like it has a body offset. it looks like it has a body kit from the factory. Um, <laughs> since we don't I have mean, to buy one. It's cool, but I mean, in 15 years Everyone else has come so far along. I mean, can I be honest? What I like it. It's cool. I like, but like for I what for thirty five, forty thousand dollars you can get, and you guys are gonna hate me for this, and everyone's gonna critique me. But a Golf R, almost three hundred nice. horsepower, which are nice, which are yeah. nice. Throw which are nice. like 
I mean, eight hundred dollars into APR stage one. And then, that's another eighty crank horsepower. Yep. And boom, you're passing every single STI no. out there, regardless of whether it's an S two hundred nine or a, a Type RA or a oh even whatever. a Civic Type R. I don't know. Like, but but one thing here. Let's sorry to interrupt. But one thing. I feel like so. Our friend has a double, had a double RX. Or I'm thinking he's double. Yeah, <laughs> three several times. times. Three times. Um, but I feel like so. I did drive a new, a 2018 when my friend bought one. I feel like you don't you don't get the same feel on the newer models. Like I have a do. question, but that's before, a different motor. Before you continue, before yeah. you continue, yeah. Was it the CVT? No. No, I'm talking about the STI, double RX. Like yeah, the, yeah, no, but that's WRX, not the same motor, though. The that's, WRX. A, that's the FA that's in the BRZ and a couple of the other Subarus. It's not really the same car or okay. the same engine. It's not at all the same engine. Okay. Yeah, they're, no, they're I, pretty different. I, I feel like the, the, the handling, maybe maybe it was me. I, I'm not like a car freak like you guys are, but um, it, it just felt different. That's what I was going to say. I drove like better. I drove a WRX with the CVT. I know we're talking. We're not talking about WRXs here. I'm gonna throw up. Stop. We're not talking about the CVT. It was terrible. It's not a WRX. It was if, terrible. If, you if, drove a Forester. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <We're not laughs> no, with the the XT badge. Is, on is the it back. at least an XT? Yeah, it is XT. The XT only comes in a CVT too. Uh, it does. <laughs> what that noise? That's gonna be the opening line. For that's us. what. That's uh, what the Forester XT sounds like. Yes. Sound of, uh, <laughs> no, that's what be the, the starting of podcast. Uh, welcome to the drive. <laughs> um, so cool car, um, Subaru. If you're listening to this, please give us something other than a revised STI. Please make something. Please. You come have, out with an FA powered STI. You have a year. That sounds like a threat. (laughs) Is that a threat? (laughs) All right. So, one thing I want to talk about before we're I know we're about to get to our ending point, but um, last last yeah, I want to touch on the car culture within our DC area or within our DMV. Since we're talking about STIs. Yeah, since right. we were talking about STIs, because we haven't done anything stupid shit. So, <laughs> Never victim. No. Talking, yeah, that's a big selling point. <laughs> if it's, you go to Kelly Blue Book and you put in you're trying to value your STI, they actually ask you. There's a separate condition. There's, yeah. a, there's a separate condition. It's like above excellence called never been vaped in. Yep. Yeah. But anyways, getting back to the topic, the car culture, the car meets. I think it's getting kind of out of control. I mean, look at California. They've had to Im- they have had to implement a new exhaust law where if you have any sort of modifications done Let to me. your exhaust, regardless of whether it's, quote-unquote, legal or will pass emissions or not, they pull you over and they give you a $1,000 ticket. Let me stop you. That's not a new law, actually. It's been around for a long time. They just made an amendment to it. They snuck it in with a couple of other very important, uh, important you know, like with another important um, couple points they were voting on. And it just kind of slipped in there. But that law has always been around. The thing that changed is that it used to be correctable. Mm. So you used to be able to fix it, and they would drop the ticket. As long as you could you know, get your car inspected, uh, refereed, I think they call it, and then they would just drop the ticket, and you'd be good. Okay. But now it's a non-correctable offense. So they charge you the $1,000 fine. You still have to get it fixed, and uh. you still have to get it refereed. Mm. That's the change. Well, that so my point is, like, they're starting to do that because these people, not I can't even say kids because they're, like, some people. They're or grown some of now. Them grown they're grown they they yeah. used to be kids. Now they're grown. <laughs> and they're, like, going into the middle of intersections and shutting down intersections to do burnouts. And because of that, people get hurt. Not just people are just driving through, but, like, some other spectators. Like, they form a circle around these cars and they get hit when people are doing burnouts because they don't know what they're doing. I mean, quite honestly, 
a lot of listeners in our area even have probably witnessed some sort of takeover. The, have you ever seen those the, like that's on, what, on that's road what, takeovers? That, that's why that's what brought me talking about this. Like nowadays, I'm like within. I myself thought this place was like when you go to car meets. I mean, yeah, people you know kind of raced here and there, but like never thought this. DMV area would be a place where like people literally shut down into state and or like a go to a parking lot and start doing burnouts. But it's been it's been so common nowadays. Like there are videos all around. Um, I just uh, had me think like how where is this where is the what's the direction that our car culture is going into? So, I I have witnessed one of these takeovers, a uh, couple actually, and <laughs> yeah. Let's not get into it. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, it, essentially, it was it was this group of you know fifty sixty cars that you know would go from spot to spot and be chased by cops. Yeah. You know, like you go into Howard County, you get chased out of Howard County. You go into Montgomery County, you get chased out of Montgomery County by that police department. And you know, it, it it was it just led to a mess. What it was was just you know all these police departments just letting each other know where the group was going, mm-hmm. and then just get them getting chased out. Um, this is this is probably just the more tame end of it. If you think about this, I think it's it's going to get a lot worse in the future. It could turn into a bi- a major issue. It's yep. so essentially what's going to happen. I think is um, laws are going to be passed. Um, cops are going to become more aggressive. You're just gonna you're not going to get pulled over and ticketed. You're going to get pulled over and impounded, basically. Yeah. yeah, and the same people that are doing these burnouts and you know shutting down and the quote unquote takeovers are going to be the same ones complaining about the exhaust laws and you know when their car gets impounded, but they're also not doing anything to prevent it right now. They're hyping people up to do burnouts and, and stuff, and it's cool in the moment. Like we've all been there, but I mean. You leave and then you see on the news that there's now like a thousand dollar fine if your car has like a cat back exhaust and you're like, why are they doing this? Yeah. Well, I mean, we got to think like, are, you know, are we influencing something like that? Is that going to happen if we continue on like this? Like there are, there are consequences to your actions and I don't think very many people around this area realize that. No, probably not. And my, you know, the question that I've always been inclined to ask is, is it too late to do something about it? You know, is the, is are people growing up with the idea that this is car culture or is car culture, no. for example, still like, you know, just meeting up in a parking lot, like cars and coffee style, hard parking and just talking to each other about their cars? Like, That's the thing. I feel like it's not late or anything. It's just people not thinking what car culture actually it was. I mean, like, let's say, OK, fine. I, I want to I want my car to sound a little bit louder, not to go to a car meet and make, you know, to flex like or it or yeah, to yeah. keep revving it like to, a, like a, yeah exactly like a, like, an yeah. like an idiot exactly but and i just want my car to sound good if that's my intention and then we because of these guys but i mean, I mean we have to really think like you know the same people that are street racing usually have modifications done to their exhaust yeah. and um usually decatted right so it's like <laughs> i mean that was if you really think about it like is there a better way to shut down street racing than to stop people with modified cars from driving their cars well, on the street? Well, I mean, whether cars are modified or cars are stock, I mean, people, behaviors are behaviors. Yeah. But I think you're going to, they will see a temporary decrease in how, in the number of tickets that are being issued for street racing because the pe- same people that have modifications on their cars are not taking those cars out. So, you know, because they're not on the road, the rate at which people are being ticketed for street racing is going to drop. And they're going to see a success, and, that, and that's that. going to be a perceived success, right. not yeah. an actual success. success. And so it'll keep going. Yeah. And there's not much that they can really do about it besides, you know, just kind of wait it out and hopefully it goes away. Because what are you going to do? You're going to take but your car out to boycott, you know, that law or, or protest against it because it's not. It's going to cost you a lot of money. Yeah. 
Okay. Anyways, I just wanted to start up this, but I think we're gonna we're gonna talk about the call culture and then the whole DMV area. So I mean, yeah, you know, to you guys, I guess just in your words, um, you know, what what is the ideal car culture? What do you do with your car guy friends? I have no issues getting together in a parking lot at night, meeting up, talking about the cars, cars. the latest models that we've done. Yeah. And if you really decide you want to do a burnout or you want to go and you want to have fun or race or something, take it to, to like a track. Event. Yeah. Yeah. To, to, take it to a track. Take it to like an event where they have like a burnout pit. I mean, it's yeah, it's a little difficult to find, but like it'll keep you safe in the long run. And I think. Uh, too many people come to the realization that they should take it as a track too late. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You know, I was, I was, you know, I was at one of these, uh, one of these like, you know, takeovers, one of the takeover meets, and um, get a Mustang pulled into the <laughs> pulled into the burnout pit. Except uh, the Mustang wasn't doing a burnout; they were gonna do donuts. Yeah. Um, and you got to think, you know, two there's there had to have been at least two hundred people there. Yeah. And they were basically all crowded around the burnout pit and Mustang driver uh, goes and attempts the burnout understeers a little bit before the car actually gets sideways and the tail end nearly smacks into about 15 people uh, I can I can promise you they didn't they weren't able to back up because the crowd of people and I, I thought to myself if that if that car had gone just a few feet further there probably would have been some severely injured or even dead people on our hands and the, I think the immediate ramifications of that would have been far more severe than any future ramifications we've got going on right now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think we really got to ask ourselves as like, you know, we're all in our early 20s. Like, we got to start doing something about it. Like, we got to encourage people to not you know, do burnouts in the middle of an intersection. Like, that's kind of... For lack of a better term, it's kind of childish. Yeah. Um, so I think we got to call on all of our you know car enthusiast friends and be like, I mean, if we're encouraging this and there's, you know, another there's legal consequence to it, you can't be upset. Yep. You know, and like the people that you know, they have modified cars and they just cruise around, like they're gonna have to deal with it too. So, you know, the, let's help the, each other out. There's there's always there's always uh, there's always an acceptable level of you know misbehavior, but then you it's very easy to take it too far yeah yeah no i think we yeah. got to take it seriously and yep. um we're, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up now but uh, uh this is something that i think we want everyone to kind of think about just be smart with what you're doing on the street and if you really want to be you know a hoonigan take it to the track there are track days and drift events and track events that you can go to and have fun and then come out you know, with all of that out of your system. The first track that you do, you'll leave and you'll say, okay, that was more fun than if I was going to do it on the street because there's no fear of me going into or getting pulled over or something like that. So, Bro, on an ending note, if I took my car to a track, I'd probably break it. <laughs> yeah, like in an accident. No, i just break it. <laughs> well, hopefully at the track, there are people that can help you out with that because if you do that in the middle of the street, everyone's running away from you and you're going to get pulled over. <laughs> but anyways, guys, we're going to be ending it, wrapping it for today. That is uh, the third time that someone has said we're going to we end said, it. We're, we're actually end, ending we're actually it this ending. time. Thank you um, and goodbye. See you next time, guys.